0: Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. (laughs) What's up, kids, and welcome to Horror in the Halls. I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland.
1: And I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Miss
0: Dreffel. And we're just two teachers educating the masses on the spooky stuff we love. So the lesson plan for December is vampires. And this week, this time, there are no interviews as we delve into 2002's Queen of the Damned.
1: It's my favorite.
0: I know, it's like my guilty pleasure movie. I'm embarrassed you <laughs> would say I like it out loud for real, but I love this movie.
1: <laughs> I don't give a shit to say it out loud. Yeah, I no, love this movie. You're not like a...
0: Seven foot tall, tattooed, bearded man. But I love this movie.
1: (laughs) Shut up, God!
0: (laughs) It's a terrible, terrible movie.
1: It's it's not a terrible movie. It
0: really is.
1: It's not. It's It's so good.
0: It's got some. Definitely, I love it. But like, if you looked at it from a movie standpoint or a fan of the books it's based on standpoint, it is a terrible movie.
1: (laughs) Well, I haven't read the books. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, Anne Rice said it was like an abomination. (laughs) She was not happy about it.
1: It's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. You have to look at it as a separate entity. It's
0: uh, yeah, she didn't. But yeah, totally.
1: Well, yeah, because it's her work. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: All right. right, let's jump. There's some reasons why, which I'm about to get into. You'll understand why. So, uh, yeah. of course, came out in February of 2002 in the United States. April, it was released in Australia. It was mostly filmed in Australia, so that's why that's a, a big deal for them. It's 101 minutes. Uh, it was directed by Michael Reimer. He was mostly a TV guy, and I think that definitely shows watching this film with like a creative or like a not creative, but critiquing eye. And it kind of, like I said, after this, he this is the last film he ever did. I think. Hmm. Hold on. No, he did one more called Face to Face. Other than that, he did like Battlestar Galactica. He did some American Horror Story, some Hannibal. Man in the High Castle, Jessica Jones. He just did episodes.
1: Okay. And like I said,
0: again, not terrible, but you can definitely see the difference here. And like a person on, on Letterboxd put this as the best description of this film. And I'm going to throw it in. This person named Evan. This is the best ever. He said, absolutely the epitome of unhinged early 2000s filmmaker filmmaking. This was incredible. <laughs> and it is. It's the most early 2000s movie ever.
1: And I love it I know. It's so because of the age we much. are. Yeah, I know.
0: So, again, my, it was Michael Reimer. He was actually born in Melbourne. He's an Australian television film director. Like I said, a lot of this was done in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. So, they kind of got cast local people, which I thought was a good idea. Screenplays by Scott Abbott and Michael Petroni. Of course, it's based on The Vampire Lestat and The Queen of the Dan by Anne Rice. They melded the two books together. So, if you've read them, you know, like... The movie starts, it's essentially the vampire, the stat, until she shows up, which is pretty cool. Cinematography by Ian Baker. He's done some pretty cool stuff, like the original Punisher, Mr. Baseball, like a, random, a lot of random stuff. Nothing that really fits in this vibe, but this is not really the most horror horror movie ever, so it's fine. I mean, This guy did like Evan Almighty and uh, just some random stuff. He did Iceman in the 80s, which was pretty decent. From what a standpointing, a filmmaking standpoint. He did Roxanne, which is okay. Strange.
1: IQ, which is actually
0: pretty good. And yeah, so it just runs in the family. There's a lot of weird stuff. So this guy doesn't have like a creative voice. There's not like a cinematic, like, oh, you know, this is this guy. And I think you see that a lot here. The budget was thirty five million dollars and it only made forty five million. Yeah. So like it made a little bit of money, but not nearly as much as they would hope. This is my favorite part. The critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is 17. <laughs> I think this is the lowest one we've ever done.
1: That's so funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, 17. <laughs> Audience is 66. Okay. And it's got a 2.7 on Letterboxd.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's still low though, but 17 which is crazy to me. I
1: mean, whatever.
0: It's They're great. Bougie. I know, right? So the cast, Stuart Townsend as Lestat. And this is right after he was let go from Lord of the Rings. Thank goodness. Because he would have been a terrible Aragorn.com. Oh, is that
1: who he was going to play?
0: Yeah. He did four days of filming and they were like, nah, you're too young and you don't fit this role. And they let him go. Well, he would not have been a good one. He was replaced with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, like Viggo Mortensen. He's that character. So Matthew Lassalle is his violin double. So, apparently, anytime the stat's playing violin, it's actually that guy. Just Interesting. Okay. Aaliyah in her last role as. Oh, I know, right? She died almost right after this finished filming. Like, there was no. She died before um, it was even released. So, it's all dedicated to her. Marguerite Moreau is Jesse. R- Rachel Tanner is young Jesse. Paul McGann is David Talbot. It's got a Doctor Who in it. That's pretty cool. Uh, Lena Olin is Marette. Christian Mannon is male. We got Claudia Black as Pandora. Vincent Perez as Marius. He's my favorite. He's just ridiculous and weird and fun. Let's see who else we got here. Matthew Newton is Armand. He's a good one. He's in the books later on. So it was cool to see Armand. And then Pia Miranda is Jesse's roommate. So it's not bad. Jonathan Davis, of course, uh, is in this movie as the scalper. How is a- that? He's also Lestat's Lissette, singing voice.
1: Yes, he is. In That's all of awesome. the
0: videos and stuff. Yeah, it's all right.
1: Shut your mouth. Is I like good. the soundtrack better.
0: Like the the vocalists they picked on the soundtrack, they're just better vocalists than Jonathan Davis is. Not saying anything negative about Jonathan Davis. I mean, he's you, great yes, in porn.
1: You, no, yes he is. You Look did.
0: if you watch this movie, and we'll go on this small tangent for a minute, guys, and we'll come back to the the deets and No. If you watch no. this movie, listen to me, seriously. If you watch this movie <laughs> and you listen to the songs. And then you go on the soundtrack and actually play the song that got released. It's better.
1: Well, I like the soundtrack. I'm not knocking I'm it. Just but saying. you can't say that he he's his singing voice isn't good. In it's, the I movie. Said it's not
0: as good. Like David Draymond's voice on God, my mind just went blank. What's the name of the, the main song? I don't know. Uh, son of Beach. Every time I go on a tangent, I forget. Forsaken. So Forsaken is like my favorite okay, song yeah. from this. David Draven kills that song, but when you hear it in the movie, it doesn't sound as good. John Davis's voice is, is just—he's not. He does not. He's not really a singer. He does like what he does. You know what I mean? He's a good vocalist, but he's not like singing. He's more like yelling and doing some random sounds. Ooh, bah, ooh, bah, ooh, bah, that kind of stuff, because that's corn.
1: He's, he doesn't do any of that shit in the movie.
0: I know. But I'm saying his vocal style fits that kind of stuff. Whatever, dude. I'm sorry that you're wrong. (laughs) It's a hard one.
1: You're such a bitch.
0: (laughs) Don't be all complaining. You complain
1: all the time when I say something that you don't like. So, whatever. I'm
0: sorry that you're wrong and I'm right. It's just how it goes. (laughs) Okay. For those of you who have never seen this movie. Let me get to the plot real uh, fast, then we'll continue our conversation. So, Lestat de Lioncourt is awakened from his slumber. So, if you ever, if you haven't seen the interview with the vampire, I'm, compo- I'll be completely flabbergasted. But at the end of that right. movie, he goes to like ground. He goes to sleep. This is him waking up, like a hundred years later. You know, born existence. He's now become this generation's new rock god. So he like hears this band. They wake him up. He decides mm-hmm. to like. I'm going to come out to the world as a rock star. Pretty solid. Then they tie in the third book, which is the queen of the dam. So Akasha hears him singing and she likes it and decides she's going to make him her new king. And she's like the first or second vampire ever. I can't remember if she's first or if her husband was first that she kills. I don't remember. One of them is first, but then she's just kind of brutal. as She just literally catches people on fire and tears their heart out. Right. But yeah, it's great. It's a solid story. That's, that's totally a lot, but it's it's good if you like cheesy vampire stuff. I like cheesy
1: vampire. Yeah, stuff, I mean so. it's great.
0: <laughs> it's kid. And of course, like I said, Akasha was filmed was played by Aaliyah, and she actually died before they could even do ADR. Like ADR is done by her brother with a vocal with some vocal technology ran over his voice to make it sound more feminine. Because oh, okay. their voices are so similar in tone. So her brother mm-hmm. is actually the person talking as Akasha because they just got her movement scene. So all of her di- almost all of her dialogue is actually her brother, really? Yeah, because she she apparently she died like almost right after principal photography. So there's some stuff that's her, uh, anything that needed to be reshot or any of those scenes where there's a lot of scenes in movies that there's a lot of action going on or it's like a, a big involved scene they record audio after right uh, yeah. because it's just too much going on to get audio and catch the action so it, they come in and do adr well apparently she was of course unfortunately you know she was already had already died in that plane crash before so her brother did so that was kind of interesting
1: that is really interesting i didn't know that I
0: didn't that's either.
1: really sad
0: i know right she was also the first person cast for this film was also interesting. I guess they were trying to bank on her uh, popularity at the time.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Because she'd only been in one other movie. It's only, she, she only did two movies ever. The other one was Romeo Must Die, which is horrid. <laughs> but it was also very 90s and 2000s. Like, very.
1: <laughs> horrid.
0: Yeah, it's not great. I think DMX is in it, I think. Maybe. It's bad. It's not good. Jet I've Lee. never
1: seen it. But I know what anything. it is. Not necessarily. anything
0: not missing anything there's so many fun facts about this movie that make me laugh like apparently stuart townsend is real arrogant and like in one of her books the witching hour there is a a character named stuart townsend but he thought oh it's so nice that you based a character on me and she was like bro i wrote this book 11 years ago (laughs) like what are you talking about but when they whenever they met oh look at this page and there's a there's a chapter called the life of stuart townsend and he was all flattered and she was like i wrote that 11 years ago bro he thought was, she interesting. was
1: like super annoyed with him.
0: Probably she, did, there's some stuff where she apparently was not a fan.
1: I mean, I can see where she wouldn't be. I'm, I haven't read the books, but like, I feel like a lot of authors that get books made, their books made into movies or TV shows, a lot of times they are very disappointed. Oh, yeah. In the outcome apparently so,
0: she said there's a little blurb here it says the author of the novel considers this to be a terrible disappointment for her and for many of her readers as she believed it mutilated her own work yeah that's sad i know right and it does and it's because they were trying to make it modern right Okay. i want to say the vampire Lestat stat was written in the 80s so it's not like you know that it and in, in, it suffers from the same thing that um a lot of that time frame areas. There's one guy there's a comic book. My mind is not working today. They made a TV show and a movie out of it, but it was based in the Cold War, The Watchmen. The Watchmen movie was the same thing because of when it was based, it was the the pop culture in the book is the pop culture of the time and it's not the same when they made the movies of either one of these, right? But yeah, the Vampire yeah. of the Stat was written in nineteen eighty five. So it's like and how it was written was like he was gonna be like a David Bowie style 80s rock star you know what i mean Uh, like that's kind of the the vibe like that kind of rock star like that 70s 80s out there rocker kind of you know david bowie um it's the other guy any of the guys really of the 70s and 80s so like so that this one it kind of works like they kind of make it work but i can understand why you have that disconnect you know, because like both of them, even the Queen of the Dam was also written. I want to say it was 80. Yeah, it was 88. So they're both written in the 80s. So everything from those books is based on the overindulgence of the 80s. And I think that kind of, it worked a little bit. It still worked. It was fine. I thought it, They found a way because goth was so important or so prevalent at the early 2000s. So it kind of, it, it was fine. But I can see the disconnect for her and her writing. You know what I mean? If, as a writer, if you have this idea of what it would look like. And then they have to modernize it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, but I haven't read the books and watching the movie as a separate entity and like setting
0: it apart from the books. I still like it.
1: I think I don't think it was terrible. Like you're saying it's terrible.
0: Well, again, let me let me let me rephrase. I don't think it's terrible as a film as a person who read and likes the book. It's terrible. Like by comparison. It's not what you yeah. picture. But I also thought Interview of the Vampire is the same way. I thought Tom Cruise was a horrible decision to to cast as that role. Like, terrible. Terrible. To, and 100% terrible. And uh, They've never gotten the stat right, really, except for the TV show. I think the new guy who plays Lestat is perfect.
1: Okay. And I haven't the, watched that. Show. So, I, I need to watch that.
0: And Because they, they modernized that, too. And people were mad about, about changing the race of the characters. And other than the the sense that at the time he was made, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a solid show, and Lestat looks like he should, I think, how he's described. And they tried to make Tom Cruise look like he was described, but it's Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? He's eh, he's just going to be Tom Cruise all the time. And he wasn't terrible. Don't for you try to boycott me, because I don't like the interview with the vampire, I don't hate it. I just, I don't like Tom Cruise, so that's just me. And like anything. It's
1: probably one of those things where, like they did with Aaliyah, it's, it was probably like, to get more people to buy into it because everybody loves Tom Cruise.
0: Yeah, but they also had Brad Pitt.
1: Well I'm saying they had yeah. like the, the the two most like to most women attractive male actors at the time play two vampires. Oh yeah. It, it was smart. It was a smart move, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. Oh, does it mean that it was the it was right like for the characters? Maybe not. But they didn't care about that. Brad
0: Pitt's wasn't too bad. I'm sure Tom Cruise was fine. I just don't like Tom Cruise. They actually wanted him to come back for this movie, but he declined. Thank goodness.
1: Oh God, that would have been terrible. I, you know, I don't, I don't love the interview with the vampire, but I think a lot of it is just because it's so sad. Mm-hmm. I'm I just agree. not down. Like, I think it's a good movie and I like, um, there's parts of it. I really like, but they're most of it's just really depressing. So, I agree. I think that's, that's, that's my breakdown on that one. <laughs> so. But I like this movie. I don't. Like there's some. Obviously there's some holes in it. And like it's. But essentially like it's a fun watch. And anytime I see that it's available to watch. I'm going to watch it. Because I love it. <laughs> so. I, mean, I, I don't, don't even mind it. like. The back story with uh, Lestat and and Marius, like I thought that was well, I thought that was actually well done and it wasn't like overdone either. Like it wasn't like they spent too much time on it, but they spent just enough time on it to give you enough of his story, which I liked that too.
0: Like what are you talking about?
1: When they do, when she's reading his journal and it like sends her back into that memory of him getting changed by Marius and like
0: oh okay the yeah. time on the
1: beach with the violin and meeting Akasha for the first time, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like it was just, I thought that it gave you a really good outlook on like or like backstory on the and why Jesse was so like enamored with his story. Like it was just like I liked that.
0: Yeah. It's another reason why people get mad about uh, because that's not in the book.
1: I mean, but but I've read the book, so I, I can't well, I can't l- compare the two things.
0: L- Lestat's maker killed himself immediately after mm. he made Lestat, so Lestat had to learn everything by himself. But he literally okay. jumps into the fire right after making him; he kills himself. Why? Because he. His, his name was Magnus. And this story is actually really cool. He stole vampirism from a vampire. Like, he captured him and stole it from him. So he basically stole immortality. He was not made a vampire. He took it. And he was okay. just lonely. And he kept trying to find these young men like Lestat who were, like, blonde and blue-eyed and what he considered, like, I guess, traditionally pretty uh, men to create. And none of them worked out. And in the story is he, like, Lestat was, like – um the youngest son of this like landowner that was like poor, but his job was to hunt. He, like he kills these wolves or something. Um, and this vampire, like he gets this recognition for killing these wolves and having no fear. So he turns him into a vampire and his first duty as his sire is to kill him. He jumps into the fire and he tells him to spread his ashes so he can't come back. because He doesn't know, but the guy who made Lestat actually was like an alchemist and he stole Im- immortality from a vampire.
1: That's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, I thought that was it's an interesting take, right? Like, oh, I didn't want this, or I wanted it so bad that no one made me. I just took it. But he was an old man when he took it. Like he was like that old, like traditional, like wise and alchemist guy. So he's an old man, and he just hates it. He's tired of being alone. Yeah, it's pretty cool because Lot was like an actor in the theater. So it kind of gives you, like, if you read the book, you get more of why he is so prone to go straight back to the stage because that's what he did. Like he wanted to be an okay. actor like of the like the old Italian traveling trope of actors like his whole life. Mm-hmm. he liked that notoriety and he plays in the book. He plays some prominent like young male heroes on stage and he just he likes the um, he just really likes the praise. So it makes mm-hmm. sense knowing his true backstory when you read the book of why he'd wake up and go straight back to the stage <laughs> like immediately because that's just what he does.
1: Okay, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. Like I said, I don't, I don't hate this movie. I'm just saying from a, I'm trying to look at it from a. Um, I always try to take off my own opinions of films and look at it straight up from like a rubric standpoint. It's not great. I love it though. I'll watch it forever. It's my guilty pleasure. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. My kids, unfortunately, have probably heard the soundtrack more times than they probably have any any reason to want to because I just like it. But I was Yeah, also this, a this is my
1: favorite.
0: I mean, 2002, I was 20 years old. So, like, I was in this movie. It was about, you know, and like, um, and I like the vampire Lestat. I wanted to be, I thought it was, I, thought, I always thought vampires were really cool when I was younger. You know, they're interesting characters. The lore behind them, like the true lore is interesting. You know, I read a lot of Anne Rice. I read all these books. Not all of them, but I read like the first five or six in the series. This is too many. It gets too convoluted after that. But I like Lestat as a character. I didn't hate Stuart Townsend playing him he has that kind of he has the right air about him which I enjoyed and yeah it's just a good yeah, t- he's very uh, arrogant yes and that's how thought is he was French royalty yeah. or not royalty but a uh, aristocracy he was French aristocracy they were like they were in charge of an area but they were poor yeah. starving because the whole area was right and he has that like but his mom was like rich Italian lady and if he needed something she would sh- she would sell one of her family jewels for him to have it you know like these rifles he had that she bought him and then yeah it's just interesting and he makes other people in way before louis in the books too like the books if you like this character you should definitely read the vampire Lestat, like for sure because you get so much more into his backstory and so much more insight into him because he has to learn everything about being a vampire by himself in the book because literally his maker like he gets made into a vampire. He kind of gives him a little bit of a rundown of what his new role is, and then he kills himself. Uh, he just jumps into this crazy fire that's, like, super hot. And then Met like that's like, what? I'm by myself. <laughs> so it all happens. So it was cool. But I did like that's kind of harsh to show on film. So it was smart to, be, to swap that character out for Marius and bring in uh, Akasha that way, which I, I didn't hate. And it's cool. You know, had I not read the books, I'd be like, oh, this is rad. But you're right. It's people who have read the book who don't like it. I think as a good, as a vampire film, it's especially from that era, it's fine. <laughs> like it stands up. It's that era of film.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah. Cubal, What else? You got Anything else you want to add about it? What's your favorite part of this movie?
1: My favorite part. Oh, that's difficult. I think my favorite part is, oh gosh. I have multiple, but one that stands out the most, I'll do my two, my top two. One that stands out is when he first meets Jesse in the alleyway mm-hmm. and, sh- and like, saves her from those three vampires or whatever. Yeah,
0: at the Admiral's eyes. Um,
1: and they have that, that conversation, and it's, like, a very intense conversation. I really, I liked that. And then I also... And then, like, it, it, like, pans to him, like, at home, opening the little case with his violin in it, and he's, like, you know, she, you know she's a very clever librarian. He kind of laughs at it, because he's, like, yeah. that's what, it wasn't in his journal, but she figured out that he still had it. And then I liked, I liked the actual violin scene. Yeah. A whole lot.
0: What, the original one on the beach? Or? Yeah. Yeah, where he's moving too fast and stuff. I did yeah, like that learning, like, you know, I thought that's a cool scene, too. Yeah. i like all the was- telemasca stuff
1: oh yeah that's really cool i'll,
0: I'll I, I that that part to me is more interesting like in buffy with like the watchers and like this with the telemasca yeah. they're all kind of taken probably from this really because this is from like the early 80s but this group is like you know i know about you we're just keeping track i thought that's that's a really cool idea they even had yeah. like the highlander right there was that group that watched them you know because they're kind of like vampires but not you know what i'm saying so i'm like this is cool I like that idea. Yeah, like,
1: like David, like keeping all the of Marius's paintings and like yeah. tracing it back. It was, that's cool. I was <laughs> yeah. like, how the hell would you find those?
0: You're just like a, like he, they're like, you know, super intense fans. Right. I've, been I've been collecting your stuff since whatever, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, all of your many decades and centuries worth of paintings. Well, it's cool so. that David
0: basically gets made into a vampire at the end to live with right? Marius forever. <laughs>
1: yeah i was like you're, was like, you're screwed yeah you're supposed to be
0: right hello <laughs> i like that Man,
1: dude that was, that that was funny was,
0: that dude is a, he's a good actor i like him and like honestly if i had to pick my favorite i think <clears throat> excuse me it's it's weird but i do think that uh Aliyah did a really good job because mm-hmm. she really took it back to the more egyptian mindset I'm glad it wasn't a white person playing someone who's Egyptian because that would make zero fucking sense at all.
1: Um, so it was a good right? choice because they're not white. No, <laughs> it's not so the I'm, area at I'm all. I'm glad they
0: didn't do that. You know, and not to be like, oh, oh, whatever. But like, if you're from that area, that you should not be a white person.
1: No, it's too hot.
0: Regardless, they're... it's in Africa. Most, most people don't realize. I, as a teacher, you finally that you realize that a lot of people don't know Egypt is in Africa, which is crazy to me.
1: Yeah one of our schools that me and Mandy worked at the kids we we had an egyptian teacher and he they got mad at him cuz he said he was african they were like he's not african like all freaked out and i'm like mandy had to literally pull up a map oh yeah of like an like to show them this is egypt it is on the continent of africa <laughs> like yeah. He North is more Africa. African than you all. Like yeah. it was so funny. But no, they just they don't get it. They don't
0: they, no, they their no first idea. thought
1: is it's in Asia.
0: Or that's the where Middle they East. think it is. Yeah. I had something it was the Middle East because of this, the pyramids and the desert. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's on the it's right close to the Middle East, but it's in yeah, Africa. But it's not. But yeah. it's Africa. Yeah, and it's a you,
1: huge country in Africa. Well, I like
0: that they they picked her because she looked like I'm not saying she looks Egyptian, but like and she's not Egyptian. But as a casting choice, it was smart. Aaliyah was really popular at the time. Yeah. You know? And apparently she put a lot of like, like emphasis into this character. Like when she did her, um, her audition, she read texts by Oscar Wilde in a thick Egyptian accent to like sell herself to them, you know? And she prepared, apparently she prepared for two months to perfect her character and described it as there was a, a lot to bring to a to life, but it was a really a lot of fun. So she really put forth her to be a person who's like a musician. She really like jumped straight into you know, which I thought was kind of interesting. It sucks that I think she could have done, I think she probably could have done a lot more stuff had she survived because she did a really good job in this. Even though the role was kind of silly, she could have been she could have been a good actress. So I'm trying to get to like she you know to put forth that much effort as a musician who getting cast in a role to want to do something because apparently she loved Egypt and she also loves. Vampires. Vampires and vampire fiction. So she was like really stoked to play this role.
1: Yeah, because I I used to have the DVD that had all the like the special features on it and I watched all of them like it gave you like how they made certain mm-hmm. they, they talked about the concert and how they actually you know set that up and uh, at the end and everything and she is actually interviewed on there and she does mention that that She was really excited because, you know, vampires were, she's always been intrigued by vampires, basically. So I thought that was cool, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you like it, you know what I mean? I think that's really cool to allow someone who's going to be invested, right? Mm -hmm. You know, people who are casted and stuff who don't know anything about it or care, which I think is always weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you see, you watch those commentaries of people who are cast in certain roles for like really big movies. Oh, I've never read that book or I don't know anything about it. You're just like, what? Like, why Why? Why did you audition for this movie? Like, I think whenever like uh, they did on some of the Lord of the Rings things, most of the cast had never read Lord of the Rings. And it's like, did they just reach out to you? Like, what made you want to do this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what dro- drove you to this? I want to say it like, of course. You know, Christopher Lee, of course, was like the only person who ever met him, but he reads it every year. So he's like, yes, I have to be in this movie. I'm Christopher Lee. Of course, why would you claim him now? But it's it's cool to have someone who's interested in this, you know, in this world, in that kind of playing that role, because it takes a certain kind of you have to know, especially in the 2000s and 90s, the kind of vampire you had to play to cater to the norm of the time. So I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it. So... Do you want to jump into the rubric? Yes, I do. All right. Let's get to it. So the literary element. So the script, story development, dialogue, and character development. I don't hate it.
1: No, it's not terrible.
0: It's not great either.
1: Oh, no, it's not. But it's not terrible.
0: No, no I'm with you.
1: There's... I think the the character development of Lestat is really well Structured,
0: well, yeah, he's like he he really is the main character
1: he is I liked the addition of Jesse. I think Jesse's story was rushed, oh, for sure, I think she could have been a very really like a very fleshed out character if they had spent more time on her story, but essentially it wasn't about her, so it almost feels like she was a little bit of an afterthought even though she was supposed to be one of the reasons why he develops into a a better like person i guess
0: yeah i agree like
1: she she helps him become what he is at the end of the movie i don't know about the books i don't know if she's even in there so like i you know but her addition is important but at the same time she's rushed her character is so yeah I think that part really kills it.
0: Well, this is the guy's I like, first film screenplay.
1: Okay, well that yeah. makes
0: sense. Yeah.
1: I think the dialogue is decent. I like the the quippiness between Lestat and Jesse. I think that's really well developed the, you know, the con- the conversations that they have is really good. I like how little that Akasha says, but it's like very demanding, so I liked her character a lot. And you get enough of her backstory to understand. Like, you don't really need a whole lot.
0: Yeah, it's told. To understand my her flashbacks, like with the stunt. Yeah, and who they are, and I think that's yeah. Good.
1: And,
0: and she shouldn't not, speak a lot. She's regal. You know what I mean? Like,
1: what well, so I'm saying, like she's her character was very like well put together. Yeah, so I mean, like she was an Egyptian too.
0: queen who essentially transcended into godhood. Like she's considered yeah. their god. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you are it yeah I, the whole i agree because like jesse they t- they tried so hard to tie her in but didn't write her well with her aunt being that vampire and yeah. having this like familial connection yeah to like one of the oldest vampires but your story is so meh
1: yeah exactly
0: i think about the I whole like Jess- should have been two movies maybe and not one
1: right it would have been a lot better for sure and
0: Anne rice tried to get them to do that like she essentially pleaded do not make this in two movies but i think what the problem was i was reading warner brothers rights to the films were running out
1: Oh, okay gotcha and well
0: they only it had was rights rushed the first three. Oh yeah she only gave them rights to the first three she was about to get them back like fairly fairly soon and they that's why they put both of them together 'Cause she was like, yeah, No, just do thought by himself and then bring him back for the third film, which in today's world that's what would have happened. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's why I think.
1: Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense then. But that's where that they screwed up. I like agree. real bad. Yeah. Because like essentially I still love the movie, but there's a lot of like plot holes and yeah. the development of Jesse was just not completely there that you know what I wanted because I really liked her character
0: which makes me a little bummed. It's it's too many characters because it's a big world, right? There's like 12 or 13 yeah. books, maybe more. It's a big world. And you try to cram all this backstory, all this lore into 101 minute film.
1: Yeah, it's, not, it's that's, not enough.
0: Yeah, that's where they get hurt because having all those vampires in and you have the rise of Lestat and then the fall of Akasha all in the same film, it really should have been two films. Akasha should have came in at the end of the first film then that whole second film could have been fleshing out Jesse more showing her aunt and all these other vampires wanting to stop her from re- ending the world and all that jazz. You know, that could have been the whole movie. Like the, it could have ended in death Valley with her showing up, taking Lestat after killing the other vampires. And then there's a part three, you know? So I agree. I think that kind of is where the it falls short the most for me. So this doesn't score high for me. Cause I do think, the story is rushed. I don't hate the dialogue. I really like when the Masker are talking and you're getting these I like how they did the lore with the flashbacks and with like the um what's the word when someone's talking about something and they give lore that way what is that is it like exposition or um what are you talking about like in, in english when you're when someone is get moving the story along they're doing it like more of like a narrative like they're talking, but it's not you don't see it they're talking about it like, what is that? my point of view sort of i can't think of the word i'm trying to think of i thought you would know but you've let me down again
1: <laughs> like i don't know what you're trying to say
0: it's like, well maybe it's, it's
1: you not explaining it right you know, like when
0: david's telling some of the stories in the past and you're getting the past but it's just by a vocalization of it like they're progressing the plot by talking about things that happen and they relate to the story moving forward it's hard to explain but whatever what do you think your score is for this
1: I think it needs to be between a 10 and a 15.
0: You think that high? Really?
1: What do you mean that high? Like it's not terrible. I mean, it's just not. This not...
0: right. is a story.
1: Well, what do you think it should be? Since you know. are a being one character,
0: fully developed character, two of you count Akasha, but she's rushed. I was thinking more like, I mean, I, I'm not fully disagreeing. I was thinking more like nine to 10.
1: Oh my God. Then a 10. Cause I said 10 to 15, like in between.
0: But normally, when you say that, you want to go on the high end. I was just—I'm more the low end. No,
1: not necessarily. I was just saying it—it's not low enough to do a five to ten.
0: No, no, no. I think so. I mean, like I said, there's—you do get a lot of good development with Stott. His band members are an afterthought. Most of the other vampires are an afterthought. You know, you get some of Marius, but that's about it. And it's just a lot of characters for almost no reason. You know. So let's jump into the next one. The effects design element. So visual effects elements that connect to the narrative, set design, overall character design, gore, and practical versus digital effects. This was like the height of everyone using digital effects, but I don't hate them. Like, I like the way the vampires move. Like, it's hard to visualize how they move, but I like that blur, like, you know what I mean? Like the human, you're catching them, but you're not. I don't hate that. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't bad, really. Honestly, I mean, this it kind of is very much like Blade, how they die, where they like burn from the inside out, which I like. Yeah, I like these kind of movies. So, you know, maybe it's not going to score as low as I thought because I think this is not terrible. The set design looked cool. You know, um, I like the how the Admiral's arms looked very much, very reminiscent of that club and Blade, really, but more of a yeah darker, more English kind of thing. But they had that creepy vampire club. I, I thought that was cool. Just Lestat's little houses and his concerts and even showing that old Louisiana at the beginning where he comes out of the grave and stuff is, is good. I think it looks nice. Oh, I
1: I love that. And that showing him walking and it yeah. just shows him walking and with his little violin by his side. is pretty cool. I like that, too. I like how they update
0: his clothes, but he still kind of looks like that 17th century kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to wear this yeah. like really crazy, but an updated version. It's leather and lace.
1: You know yeah, I mean? exactly.
0: Which I thought was fine. It fit the character, which I did not hate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the way they die, I like how those eyes glow a little bit, like a, like you know, almost a cat or any kind of other animal. Because kind of separates them from human. Like when you see them in crowds, and they kind of highlight their eyes.
1: Yeah, that's, they're they're they look feral.
0: Yeah, because it's it's something that it has to separate them, which is fine. You know, in the book, yeah. she does a lot about how their nails never change. Their nails look like glass, always in the books. That's one of the big things oh i can pass for a human but the nails in my eyes talks about his eyes shining more and their nails look like glass and they have like their fangs and all that jazz i thought that was really cool i liked how they did it and of course again like always guys we gotta kind of you can't you can't view these films for the effects at least from a, with a modern lens because what we can do with digital effects now is crazy by comparison to 2002 right and yeah, it's what, very 20 true. years time, 22 years. We You can so you can make a whole movie in AI now at this point. It can be totally digital. You almost wouldn't know it was digital. But that's the big change. But I think I love how they moved. I'm a fan of that. I like how the vampires look. Um, They didn't do too much with changing them, which that's not how Anne Rice's vampires are. So I like that. You know, Buffy was real yeah. prominent this time. I, I was expecting like, you know, forehead appliances and jaws and all this crap. I'm glad they did not do that. I like that they're just teeth and there's some subtle differences to show that they're not quite human which I like a lot I think I think it, it lends itself to that style of vampire so it's pretty high for me I'm thinking in the 15-19 range maybe like more 15-20 probably um like I said the set the st- well, really I mean I'm, I'm not like saying anything negative for real I mean cuz they do fit the narrative they do set them apart as vampires they look like he looks like a rock star especially from 2002 like he looks like half of those dudes of course having a actual major rock star do the the singing part and have that influence is probably helped a lot uh good set design yeah i liked it even the characters look good the vampires all fit they all looked like they were out of, out of place which they were supposed to be
1: yeah i liked it too wow. I, I thought all the elders looked really good too
0: they did oh yeah even the new ones they, they you saw those street level type vampires who just look like normal people and then the elders are like we all dressed like we were like three thousand years old
1: exactly
0: and it's like okay and akasha's like i like how akasha moves which i thought was kind of cool she's kind of like jerky a little bit like almost like she's dancing and she's like, yeah I, like, I mean people might hate that but i like it so this might actually be more in like the 2025 range for me for real i'll say like maybe you 20 what do you think
1: the 20 good i don't think i don't think any of that was bad
0: no i mean like i said for 2002 it's fine I actually, some people don't 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 like it. There's a lot of people online like I hated this. I like the glowing eyes. I like because they're not glowing; they just reflect like an animal, and I like that. And I really like.
1: Well, I mean, think like like you said. Like, okay, so if you go back to just Dracula in general, Dracula is a shapeshifter. Okay, and he's a he's feral, and so like, there's gonna be things about him that stand out like that, like his eyes. So like his the eyes are always like a big focal point of a vampire anyway it's not just their teeth it is their eyes too so like when i look at ren in the middle of the night i can see his eyes
0: yeah like cats.
1: like yeah so like it it makes sense to me i don't know why anyone would hate that you know that it's just I how i done
0: with the reflection but i i think i agree with you i think it's it, it makes sense i mean last episode we talked about christopher lee's eyes and how like they had all those red contacts in there when he was like yeah bloodlust or whatever but something mm-hmm. has to set a vampire apart from being a human right
1: right if they not, have to look
0: like almost other like yeah you're to, you must be scary you're like yeah. otherworldly you are
1: yeah there you go otherworldly like
0: it's you're paranormal so it's like you're not like a person you know the ones was just oh i got some teeth uh, okay you know what I mean? That That's cool. You know, like the near dark vampires and stuff like that. I love those, but I like this kind of, you know, something sets us apart, right? That's why you have a group like Talamasca, who is, they have to have a, no way to know who they are and to track them and research these people and how they know about yeah. each other. I thought it was cool. So I'm thinking, yeah, I think a 20 great. Again, some of the, the gore aspect, they tone down a lot because it doesn't look good digitally. Like the death scene at the end when he fights these vampires was way more brutal.
1: I'm originally, sure originally
0: he was like there was like decapitated vampires and heads rolling around and stuff. And some of that blood looks cheesy. And that's why I wouldn't go full twenty five. But I think is fair. All right, yeah, twenty's good. Jump into the the visual technical element, the overall aesthetic of the film is pleasing to the eye. Lighting, uh creative camera shots and movement, and lens selection there's not a whole lot of super creative stuff because like i said this is just not wasn't the time i do like the the inclusion of like the music videos and how those looked because they were very artistic very like yes um, i
1: like those two
0: that are great aesthetic to them um, and i love the the distinct difference so when you start the film the lighting is darker um you see him coming up from his crypt in his old house and it's the same house you know and He has the movement like that weird how the world's going around him real fast, but he's just kind of walking, holding his violin. I like that. I think that really fits. And it's those are good shots. Really?
1: I like the end of it when him and Jesse are walking and it's like they're walking slow and everything around them just becomes blurry. Yeah. And it's like because it shows you what time looks like to them.
0: Yeah, You're going to live forever. Well, yes, presumably, presumably forever. You may not, you know, somebody might open the sunlight, sunlight on you, but you know,
1: <laughs> somebody just might throw open the shades. Yeah, it's whatever.
0: <laughs> some new vampire god's going to burn you from the inside. It's whatever. But I didn't hate it. I'm with you on that. That was really good. I think for me, it looks good to the eye. There's some cool shots. There's some interesting camera work. Not all of it is great, though. Some of it's kind of why'd you do that? Yeah, you know, some of her walking in the clubs. You focus in too long on the, on the thing she's seeing. And I know what the point was, but it just wasn't, I don't know. It was, I think it was a little overdone and some of the weird stuff with Marius and David are like, well, like where he like disappears in the crowd, which really is not a digital effect. That's just him ducking out of the way really fast, which is looks creepy, which I thought was kind of cool, but it's not, doesn't, it's it looks creepy, but it's also like, eh, kind of silly. So this is probably, again, this, this is not, I really thought this was going to score a lot lower. I mean, this is in the 15 to 20 range again for me.
1: Let's do like a 17 then. Okay.
0: All right. And on to the sound element. So the sound represents the overall tone of the film. The soundtrack, as well as the score, keeps the audience engaged with the setting, characters, location, and narrative of the piece.
1: It's amazing. I have lots of things to say.
0: It is really good. It really, really is. So if you didn't know, Jonathan Davis played a huge part in this um all the songs for the vampire, the stat band are written and performed by Jonathan Davis with Richard Gibbs in the, in the the movie. But Sony said he could not record them on the CD was not okay. allowed for the soundtrack. He contractually, he was already because it, it was being released by someone else. He was already contractually. He could not appear on the soundtrack, but in the film, they're all Jonathan Davis let's see this there's all well, there's four songs you got not meant for me forsaken system five songs redeemer and then slept so long all good oh yeah they're solid they're solid like i said i love them all i love this soundtrack it's ridiculous so you got wayne static on not meant for me david draymond on forsaken chester bennington on system marilyn manson on redeemer and uh jay gordon on slept so long um, and it's, it's overall for the, that year, that, that time frame. it's a great soundtrack.
1: Right. It's my, it's literally my favorite soundtrack ever.
0: Yeah. It's great. It's got dry cell on yeah. there. Static X, Papa Roach is on there. Tricky, uh, earshot, Godheads down on there. Deftones. You got some kidney thieves on there. Actual disturbs. Everyone who was real big Man, in the 90s Def and 2000s are on. Oh, I, I love the Deftones.
1: God. I They're love honest. his voice so much I know
0: my <laughs> favorite bands like me um, and uh two are not not two oldest but my son and my next oldest daughter they all love the deftones we're forever like listening to it in the car Um, but yeah it was great there was supposed to be a uh, duet between Aaliyah and Jonathan Davis to go on there too but she passed away
1: oh that sucks that would have been so good mm-hmm. I like when you ma- mash up different types of music and like artists oh, and, and already
0: did that so it would have been like perfect really i think
1: uh i'm waiting for him to do one with florence machine <laughs> i think that would be freaking awesome
0: yeah so i thought it was pretty good i'm like i said i'm a big fan of the soundtrack one I am of my, too. one of my favorite songs kind of ever is forsaken really i listen to it all, like all the time it's always on my like Spotify year end. One of my top twenty songs is I'll call this into a like I'll get a, a movie where and that's my favorite one. It's by um, that's the one I don't like it as much. Like I said earlier in the film, because I don't think Jonathan Davis's vocals fit it as well as they do the other songs. But I think David Draymond kills it. Jonathan Davis sounds better on Redeemer, but I just I hate Marilyn Manson's vocals. They're not good.
1: I he, don't really like Marilyn Manson. Nah,
0: he's kind of a piece, but like Chester Bennington, I know I'm a, he's. He's not kind of, he's a super piece But yeah. that's the one where the, the person's not a good singer You know what I mean? Like, So Jonathan Davis is a better vocalist Than him, so it sounds better But like Chester Bennington is a great vocalist So System sounds yes. better on the soundtrack Jay Gordon, surprisingly or not Was a really good vocalist So that song sounds better on the soundtrack And Wayne Static, his is good too though. But they sound really similar, so either one of those are the same To me, but I think Forsaken Has like a distinct difference
1: Yeah Well I jumping away from that a little bit. The sound effects for the vampires movements is really well done. Yeah. And um, like I can hear them moving. Like I, I, I remember what distinctly what the vampires sound like when they move. Like, I think that's really cool. And the score is awesome. I agree. And like the addition to the of the violin and how the violin is used throughout the whole thing. I just all of it's really good. So this to me is scores probably one of the highest ones we have. I think I think all, all the way around it it was done well. Like it would be a twenty five for me, but you can be a naysayer if you want.
0: I agree, it's good. I said it's it's hard to look at the movie; it was paying so hard. But again, I don't like critics, so for me, it's all about my own opinions. I wholeheartedly love the soundtrack i think some of the sound effects are a little cheesy like I, I like how they use the sound of the vampires but also it's a little cheesy to be something that's supposed to be like a night hunter like you don't hear a cat come up on you you should not hear them but that's just nonsense you know that's just my own opinion like them just being there that makes them otherworldly but i get for what the, why they were showing it because they move so fast and they were trying to visualize and give you a an audio audible and visual representation of how fast they're actually moving, which I thought was really cool. And they did a good job with that, you know, going back to the, the film stuff with like the world moving so much slower or faster around them. And I I agree with you on the violin because it plays such a big role in Lestat's life. Having that be in the soundtrack, I think is important. Um, And I think people shit on this movie a lot because it's cool to do so. You know, it's not, it's not anymore, but it was, and again, like I agree with you, if you take away the novels, I think it's a solid vampire film based yeah. in the 2000s. It's the, one of the most 90s 2000s like vampire film. They were huge at that time frame, right? So it, it got compared a yeah. lot to stuff like Buffy. And um I can't think of anything else other than Buffy right now. But there was a lot of crap going on. What's the other one? I was a big, was a big fan of it. I don't know it was based on a role playing game. It's a great TV show. I like vampires. Period. I don't care. So I'm gonna like this film, regardless. It's great. Yeah. Well, I like to see it redone, and done right. Of course, you know the TV show did a great job. I'd love to see the show come back later seasons and move into the Vampire Lestat, and then do the Queen of the Damned, and move into these characters and give them more this kind of stuff. I think a lot of books lend themselves better to TV shows than they do book the uh, movies because you can well, yeah, do more it's of the long story. Form. Yeah, you can do more of the story instead of cramming it all in yeah. two hours. You can do six hours, right? If you do like a six episode thing and you get to cram a whole book in there. Um, and I hope to see, I'd love to see this redone because I do think like the interview with the vampire TV show. And of course, Anne Rice is no longer with us. So she didn't really have a, a way to speak on it. But her son was like, he was, he spoke highly of it. Right. And it's a good job, even with the changes, you know, it's very, very modern, you know, they changed colors, races, whatever it's just a good way of telling that story. And I would love to see these two get the same treatment, you know, cause Lestat is such a prominent character. He's on, he's he's in almost every one of her books. He essentially is the main hero of the books and you get to see his transition through the whole time. So it kind of goes back into it. Like you said, with this, with this story, you're getting a character who she essentially fleshed out <clears throat> over five, six, seven books crammed into one movie. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, but they did a great job, you know, I'm over here ranting. We never gave a score to the soundtrack. You said 25. You, I mean, I'll I'll agree with you on 25. Like I said, 20 lowest I'll go would be 23, just because it's easy on math. I think it's 25. But we'll do 25. I mean, you like it. I like it. Um, Great soundtrack. If you don't agree, oh, well, it's your opinion. You're entitled your to it. Your wrong. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: always, you can't sit with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, the seat's taken. Seat's taken. <laughs> yeah so there you have it guys queen of the damn let's see let's do that math real quick here that's 45 55 <laughs>
1: sure. 65
0: 72 i think i was real wrong that's the other day, so let me do that again just to make sure
1: that's how many is good
0: i know but i was real bad on my math the other day so
1: yeah you were like 10 points off were not you or yeah
0: it yeah it was 10 points off it was bad <laughs> yeah seventy-two. i was right that time all right cool Sometimes guys when I do math in my head it doesn't work. That's why I don't teach math. But uh yeah. Step seventy two, what's that? That's a C, right? Yeah. It's yeah, not bad. I know I totally thought this was gonna be a fat O F. But um we love it. Don't care if you don't. If you don't, I understand. If you want to comment and debate as to why it's not a great film, that's that's fine too. Um I can see from technical standpoints and story standpoints how people would not like this film. Yeah. Uh, but again Same. I think with you as someone who has not read not read the books you can if you take away it's kind of like uh for me like the Sherlock Holmes films or Robert Downey Jr. If you take the name off and just watch them they're fun movies right it's just a good movie yeah. if you like vampires it's fun I like almost any take on vampires uh, I think they're interesting right it's a it's a it's a character that lends itself to so many different types of storytelling and any actors will put their own spin on it. And I think that's really cool. And uh, yeah, so sounds good to me. I think that's, it's pretty good. 72. Anything you want to add?
1: No, just where to find us.
0: All right. Let them know.
1: You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at horror in the halls. You can also follow Jenny underscore Dreffles on Instagram. You can email us at horrorinthehalls in the halls at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, guys, reach out, let us know. Tell us what you think of this movie. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this movie right, right. <laughs> also don't forget guys we have a patreon so if you want to jump in help us out help us keep these episodes coming and production and all that jazz we would greatly appreciate it so yeah sounds like that's going to be the bell class dismissed
1: bye bye